Welcome to Leverage Masters, airing weekly on Tuesdays at 12 Eastern and on demand on iTunes and Blog Talk Radio. Leverage Masters hosts Jack Humphrey and Gina Gaudio-Graves discuss leverage strategy with guest leveragists. Be sure to subscribe to Leverage Masters in your favorite podcatcher for great tips and case studies on using leverage to achieve your biggest goals much faster. Well, hello, everybody, and welcome to Leverage Masters. I am your co-host, Gina Gaudio-Graves, the dean and founder of Directions University, and the co-founder of both TheLeveragists.com and Divizio.com, the all-new affiliate network for people doing good in the world. We have got a fantastic show lined up for you guys today, don't we, Jack? Yes. We have an old friend of the show. She's no stranger to the show whatsoever, or practically anybody who is a listener to the show. Um we have Ruth Ann Wood. Ruth is the founder of Scripting for Success, a system to use power of men- mentally and emotionally focused story and emotional clearing to manifest best-case scenario careers, relationships, financial blessings, and unexpected gifts. Uh, she was dubbed, and this is a big deal. I don't know if you guys know who you were in the presence of today, but she was dubbed by the writer, dubbed as the writer of our lives by her ninth grade English teacher. Ruth has used scripting for success to travel all over the world in 15 different countries and meet and marry her husband of 11 years. And Ruth is also, uh, she runs an online community for authors, coaches, JV partners, and affiliate marketers called JV Attraction on Facebook. So that's really cool. And, of course, Ruth, welcome. Thank you so much. You got me laughing, and I haven't even started talking to you guys yet. Thank you for having me. How are you? I'm doing great. And you've you've had me be a guest before for the JV Attraction side. And this is a great opportunity to just really talk about the foundation of our work. So thank you for having me today. Well, well, you have to answer the gateway question that everybody has to answer every week. What's really, really got you fired up? What gets you bolting out of bed in the morning right now? What's your big thing? It's helping people to stop complaining about what's not working and to really focus on what's already working in their life and then – Amplify that. Hmm. The world could use an awful lot of that right now, I would say. They <laughs> certainly could. Why do you think, I think I'm the on world your show? You really got it down amplify. the things that it doesn't like. Yeah. <laughs> it certainly does. <laughs> I think people people really know very intimately all the things they don't like, and they're willing to share it all day long on Facebook. Uh, exactly. I like your plan better. So how does it all work? What uh, What does that look like in your world? How do you show people these things? What's funny, I was at a um, digital footprint workshop a couple months ago, and one of the creators of Priceline, who is a a billionaire in his own right, he starts businesses whenever he hears people complaining about stuff. He was the very guy that um, heard people complaining about standing in line for 45 minutes to print their own ticket when they could do it on their own personal computer. And then uh, not too long down the road, he was able to make that a reality for the rest of the world. So that's the kind of uh, big world problems and type of um, clients I love to work with and partner with. And so 
um, some of the people that I've worked with um, are authors, coaches, um, all the way to hairdressers and um, brick-and-mortar stores, like spas, and they've run into problems around money, around um, difficult clients or vendors or um, partners in their life, and they need to quickly turn their story around and focus on what's working or what their best-case scenario is so they cannot be a victim of someone else's path or plans. So that's one of the biggest things I do to help people is to quickly almost create out of scratch like the Priceline guy did. He saw a problem and he said, well, what's the solution? Um, I help people figure out what it is that they specifically want, not focusing on, well, their limited resources or the current challenges in front of them. And then um, later on, we'll focus on the steps of how to get there. But we get really clear on um, what emotionally do they want, what mentally do they want, and what physically do they want. And uh, people make the biggest mistakes in writing business plans or joint venture agreements or um, various other legal agreements when they don't necessarily focus on what their end result is and what it is that they want to create from this partnership, whether it's um, a client agreement. So this is what we go through. And what happens sometimes is people bypass weeks, if not months, of meeting the right people at the right time. So I think part of that is part of our story, um, working with you two guys. So thank you for having me on the show. Well, I, you're absolutely, thank you for being here. We've been on a, a tear for the last uh, several shows just working around the leverage of mindset. Um, it's a fascinating topic to me, as anybody would probably pick up pretty easily, listen to any of the recent past episodes. <laughs> I kind of get into it. I'm very excited about it. And, and before you get into client agreements and all that kind of stuff, you really got to know what you what you want to do. I kind of yeah, had the end result, what recently. You yeah, yeah. And and I started thinking, you know, I've been saying for quite a long time now, Gina knows that I have <laughs> that I want to do something that makes a difference and that I really absolutely refuse for the difference to be below a certain level. And I don't want to just right. make a bunch of business people money. I'm tired of that. I can do that all day long. It's no big deal. And it really has become sort of like a living. I'm making a living at that. But I don't want to do it anymore. I don't want to do it for those reasons anymore. And it's really weird to have something where I can just turn a faucet on in somebody's business and start money just start pouring into it. I have a, you know, stuff like that should come easy to somebody who's been doing it for 18 years, right? But now I'm bored with it because a lot of the businesses that I help don't do anything to help the world. And so, therefore, me spending my time helping those businesses is also by kind of virtue of spending my time doing that, not helping the world enough, um, you know, like I used to. I came from the nonprofit world. I used to spend full time, more than full time for 11 years saving the world, my part of it anyway, (laughs) for environmental organizations that I worked for. Yeah. Yeah. You're the nail on the head. So I'm, I'm tired. I want to go back to that. Starting to get bored too. 
as you know, yeah. um, I kind of took a backseat from my JV attraction community because all day long when I was creating conversations, it was the tip of the iceberg of here, let me introduce you to these amazing people in the same niche that are up to big things. And then I stopped being the porter or the gatekeeper uh, on my community. I, I let anybody say, I have a launch tomorrow, please promote me. And I was like, okay, I really need to just go inward for a while, figure out which clients I love working with. And it's the people that are creating things um, out of their big mission, not that I just created a product yesterday and I want you to promote it today. <laughs> you know what I'm mm-hmm. saying? Yeah, so yeah, it's yeah. interesting that we're on the same page with that. Yeah, because um, what's the end result of that? There's really no end result of that. We've we've succeeded in things that people new to this stuff really get excited about, and you should. I mean, if you're new to it, it's really what turns you on. It, you should be excited that anybody uh, wants to work with you to uh, make the world consume more stuff. Um, because that's a hard thing to do if you've never done it before and you've never made money doing that before. It's an incredible rush to get paid the first time uh, to be a consultant, to be a JV partner, a super affiliate or whatever, um, and get the world to consume more stuff. But I'm just not into that anymore. I don't. I, I mean, I really like people <laughs> who funny. I couldn't sell anything to because they don't want anything. They don't need any more furniture. They don't need any more anything. What they want are experiences. And there's ways to make money giving people experiences. There's lots of different ways to do that. And there is no trees getting cut down and animals losing their habitat in the exchange. There's no, you know, there's no bad happening in the world somewhere. Um, I said something really funny, I think, at a CVS one time. I was checking out, and they were giving okay. out, and they don't do this anymore, but they, they, they used to print out these, these uh, receipts and all these different coupons and everything. It's like yeah, it just went that? just – yeah, just on and on and on and on and on. And right there, as it's still printing out, and the cashier is like, oh, my God, this is a big one. And there, I'm just like, I just saw a tree fall down across the street. <laughs> and I was making a joke about all the paper, and it just pulled that tree down back. You know, there was no tree falling down across the street. But I was just imagining the rainforest just disappearing because of this stupid policy of printing out all these things. I've got a phone, dude. You, if, if I cared about your coupon, I'd have your CVS app, which you don't have, and I wouldn't have to tear down a tree to get the stupid coupons. It's 20, I, and, I made yeah, the joke in 2014. Yeah, and I, I feel like, <laughs> yeah, and I feel like I have had that moment recently in March when my husband and I uh, traveled kind of like in a triangle around India, and I saw, instead of them hiring a backhoe to, to move dirt to build the foundation of a building, which is very symbolic in the conversation we're saying right now, um, they had about 30 people with shovels digging, and the value of human labor was so undervalued there. And I began Mm. to think about, well, what's the value of the labor in the people in my JV attraction community, and are they really maximizing their gifts? Are they really maximizing their mission? And I, the answer was no. So I totally had to step back and say, okay, well, who, who is it that um, really needs, that has a big mission, and who is it that I can help right now? Even if it's um, a startup that I'm, you know, building from the ground up, and it's, you know, a couple of months down the road to help bring their big mission together. And um, one group, which I'm just gonna 
talk about your person, not in specifics right now. Um, after a couple weeks of scripting for success um, with, um, with the CEO, they attracted uh, a billionaire investment fund guy who um, has been recognized by the who's who of the president and different civic organizations around the world and said, wow, I really love your mission and that you're helping people with no jobs learn more about um, joint ventures and making your first dollar online. And it was a bigger mission. And I was like, okay, how can I use scripting for success to help bring the right people together? And it's just interesting how when you wake up or you are about to go to sleep and you take the time to um, say, is this what I want? And what do I really want? And what kind of people do I want to have in my daily screenplay or my daily movie or my daily interaction? Um, and then start describing those people of, and what their mission is. Um, this is how I've gotten speaking gigs around the United States is I would write a, a profile of, of some of the people I would like to speak with on a panel. And um, funny enough, I would come back from break for a hot seat and I'd be sitting right next to the very person on my, my wish list um, put together six months earlier or whatever. And it's, <laughs> it's just like we all have the power to do that, to say, okay, I don't have to work with the same complainers every day. I don't have to work with the same um, people that are – wasting my time and my resources. I want to work with leaders. I want to work with people that are a little bit bohemian because they are, they're comfortable with drawing outside the lines. Yeah. I, uh, I'm, I'm a little slow on the uptake sometimes in life. I've noticed um, sometimes I'm thinking about other things when I should be getting a big poignant lesson the universe is trying to teach me <laughs> at the moment, and I might just be looking at a bird. Uh, so I missed, <laughs> okay. I, I missed the giant lesson the 15,000 times I heard somebody. It was the 15,001 time that I heard somebody say, you need to be clear on what you want. And I'm like, every time, all the 15,000 times I heard that, I'm like, well, if I hear this one more time, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna to hurt somebody. But then also, I don't understand why everybody treats that like it's some holy grail big deal thing. Of course you need to. So I thought I was already doing it, and I didn't take it. I took it with a grain of salt every time somebody said it until the 15,000 and once time, I realized I'm just assuming that I'm doing what I want to do. I'm just I'm – just, you know, I was confusing things that I was good at with things that I wanted to do. And I, and I was huh. just like, well, I'm good at this, and I have to do this, and this is what I have to do because I'm good at it. Never once considering really deeply, absolutely, if I was enjoying that or if it was the best wow. thing for me to do. And so the 15,001 time it really sunk in that, hey, I am not actually doing what I want, and but I have also noticed when I – am really, really in that zone, and I finally understood what it meant to really, really, truly understand what it is you want to do. But every time that that happens in my life, and you just described it in yours as a, as a really clear example just there, things start mm -hmm. just conspiring to happen for you. When the universe or whatever it is starts to understand that you're in your zone, it starts giving you stuff. It starts just popping things you know, it starts sitting you next to 
people in airplanes that you need to be in touch with. It starts getting you in front of people, places, and things that you need to make that thing that you've now been honest with yourself and said, this is really what I want to do, and I'm not kidding this time. It's not just because I'm good at it. It's not just because some parts of it are really good, but other parts I don't like. This is the thing I really want to do. And stuff just starts popping out of the woodwork. And you just described it. I know, because we talked about this before, that kind of stuff happens for you all the time. And isn't that really the engine that kind of makes the scripting for success work? It it really is. And I actually took some notes before this call, and I was actually looking at um, a Forbes article. Uh, It was um, training versus consulting. And it was just talking about the difference between giving people a cookie-cutter solution to helping them uh, really focus on you know, the big vision and the big um, connections that they want to make in the world. So out of that, I created kind of a talking point. Can I share some of that through our conversation today? Absolutely. Yes. Let's do it. So, like, one of the things is be more intuitive, agile, and ready for whatever comes your way. And if you don't know what you want, then you really can't recognize the ideal conversation in the airport when it comes along, right? <laughs> exactly. You would just walk right by it. Um, same with uh, focus on best case scenarios and courageous decisions. When things start to show up in your life and they match what you've already written down in a way that is aligned mentally, emotionally, and physically with your best case scenario, you're going to be more courageous in taking opportunities um, working with dream type partners rather than playing it safe with the same old launches and the same old um, cranking out certain products that you've done in the past and it feels safe. And we both gave yeah. examples of that. Yeah. It's um, and then, um it's important to, to, to that intuition thing is a big deal. It is really, really a big deal because we live in a world where everyone demands proof for everything. And they demand scientific studies for things they don't believe are true. And they think that if they require you to cite your sources that you uh, will go away and they will be proven correct (laughs) that what you just said wasn't true. And 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 people really, really are. Yeah. Yeah. I I just think people have a a certain group of people in the world right now, and I think it's it's dangerously out of balance that there's more of those people in this world than there should be with the attitude Mm -hmm. that, you have to prove everything to me. I don't have to prove anything to you, but you've got to prove everything to me or I won't listen <laughs> to you. It's a little one-sided. Yeah, right. And so and I don't have to cite anything that I say, and, and, but you have to. And, and people have just given up on intuition. They've given up on the gut feeling. When I said, right. and you said, and your example earlier, but when I said things just start popping up for you, every single person, if you're being honest and you're listening to this recording or you're live right now with us, you knew in your gut what I said was true. And I don't have to cite it because all I have to do is have you look inward, look backward, look at when those things happen for you because it happens for everybody. Everybody knows a universal truth and their gut is true. These are things that don't need any citations or, or proof because if they've happened to you, why would I cite a study on this stuff that you were no part of? You are part of it because, and you know it's true because it's happened for you. 
And that intuition thing is really important, isn't it? Because it's what tells you um, when you slow down to look at something unusual, uh, and then that slowing down, somebody walks by that you've been trying to talk to for a whole long time. If you hadn't slowed down, if you hadn't had the, in the intuition to uh, take a look in that shop window for you know something else, something caught your eye, just long enough to slow you down that you were going to meet that person that was walking around the corner. Otherwise, you would have not. You would have not. Everybody's had that kind of an experience, and that's real. Right, and, and you bring up an interesting And actually, point. it isn't explained by science. So, like, yeah. give up. Give up on the science stuff a little <laughs> bit. And there's no yes. way to, to, to prove this in a laboratory. Yet we know it's true. Don't be silly and give up on intuition, I say. Well, I love it. And um, I agree with you and I disagree with you because the writing and the proof comes in the actual scripting process because people write things down exactly what they want in a way that when they read it out loud, their whole body feels like a zing of excitement like when you first got your your first um, big check or met the love of your life or similar feelings yeah. like that. Um, but when people write it down in a specific measurable way and – the simplest um, script I can describe to you is like a news headline story that you read after the victory of the big result, like mountain climber reaches the summit or um, entrepreneur launches successful new business and sells out the first weekend or whatever that is for you. When you write it down in a way that not only mentally jives with you, but emotionally jives with you, um, when those relationships come up synchronistically at the airport or the store window, like you mentioned, you're not going to like brush it off like a coincidence. You're going to say, damn it. I actually asked for this and I actually planned for it and it's showing up. So don't get out of my own way here. <laughs> mm -hmm, mm -hmm. And, that, and that's right. where the I mean, intuition we, and, is supported. Right. And proof. That's proof. That's enough proof. That's proof. You know, you it's like a, you, people get on with magic shows, and they already have something in an envelope that was clearly sealed before the show, <laughs> yeah. and it has the answer exactly. to whatever the magic trick is in it. Right. And, I mean, now that's a magic trick. I, I believe in magic, but I know that a lot of these guys can't actually make magic happen, so they have plans and little flights of hand and things like that. But we do – we are all really, truly familiar with magic, and I think it's funny that we watch magic magicians on the stage, knowing that there is some sleight of hand going on, uh, because right. if they really, really, truly were magic, I mean, they, they defy our, our, our understanding of physics and everything else with the tricks that they perform. But it's funny mm -hmm. that we go watch people perform fake magic when we perform real magic every single day. All we shouldn't be impressed with yeah. somebody... We shouldn't be impressed with somebody on the stage pulling a rabbit out of a hat when we can literally pull anything out of the universe we want. We actually are the real magicians, but we go see fake ones. We pay money to go see them. It's kind of strange, isn't it? It really is. And speaking of magic, people think that um, there are things in the future that are pretty impossible. Well, I grew up in the 80s, and talking to someone on a Skype call was like, Star Trek, like, 50 years, 100 years in the future, and now we're doing it. Same with, like, um, different video glasses. I wrote a, a story about that in fourth grade about a girl who created video glasses in a science project. And less than a year later, my mom 
you know, plopped an article in the paper, uh, article in a magazine on my bed and said, here, dear, here's your video glasses. Um, so we are all connected in a way. So whether or not you have the resources or somebody else has them, they're at your fingertips at any moment. And I want to talk a little bit about how with joint ventures, um, you're looking outside yourself for all the resources. You're looking, okay, who mm-hmm. can I attract to um, create this for me or has a big enough list or has um, a certain audience and how can I quantum leap to the next level using something outside myself. And some of the biggest breakthroughs in um, and why I created certain programs in my Scripting for Success dot com training um i'll give you an example i have a chapter in a book called transform debt into abundance through forgiveness mental tithing and meditation and that came about because uh, an author coach client um was saying well i have all this debt and i need to um track a certain client um by the end of the month or else i'm screwed <laughs> <laughs> so I said, well, we can focus on that, or we can focus on all the unpaid work that you've done in the last, well, the person was over 50, in the last 30 years since high school that you've done for family members, loved ones, unpaid overtime, uh, the free room that you gave to someone down on their luck, and they had free room and board in your house or apartment, Um and I started doing this with my baby boomer, 50 years and older clients, um, where we added up all the things that they had um, done for others with such generosity over you know the course of their lifetime, and um, noticed that somewhere between 200,000 and 500,000 um, dollars worth of goods and services were given to their community. And they weren't paid a cent for it. So I said, well, how can we leverage? How can we let that sink in, right? Like, think of all that you've done for your your prospects, your clients, your ailing loved ones with, um, you know, uh, home care, um, helping a a family member that needs to get back on their feet, um, staying late at work because, um, they're launching something or they just are doing cutbacks, but you don't want to get fired, so you're not getting paid for that. So we add all that up. And to the average person that I've worked with that's a little bit older than me um, has donated somewhere between 200000 and $500,000 of this energy. And so there's this guy called Einstein that I, I don't have the quote in front of me, but something about energy is neither – created or destroyed so we have access to that so we started saying well what's holding you back from uh, tapping into all these things that you've done and if you um, understand the law of tithing where 10% you give a certain amount of something that you're interested in it could be charity it could be just gifting a friend something Um, the higher powers that be bring back Ten times that amount if you believe in the law of tithing. And you've seen it in your own life, I'm sure, multiple mm-hmm. times. Um, so what about all those un- unpaid activities that you did for the last couple decades? How do you access that 
So there's actually a free report on scriptingforsuccess.com where I literally walk you through all the seven steps and um, an interview, like an hour interview of how the process works and uh, a free strategy session. Um, that's, all, that's all free? Yeah, <laughs> because I really want to help people. Are you people, sure about that? Um, that's- I think well, I think I think you need to hire me as your consultant because I think that's crazy. The whole thing is free. <laughs> well, not the whole thing. If they want to actually be in a mastermind and have accountability around their their scripts and and get laser focused around uh, their career choices, legal, financial, relationship challenges that are blocking well, their flow. Okay, but yeah, fair enough. But everybody listening to this right now needs to go. You need to go and get this now because I'm going to talk her out of this before too long. She's going to second guess that whole thing. So everybody and go get I it wanna, now because yeah. we don't know how long I that's w- going to last. <laughs> and um, I just want to say there, um, this is a you know a damning admission. I got my credit card stolen a couple days ago, so I'm getting a new one in the bank. So um, if you are having trouble opting in, just email me personally at Ruth at scripting. For forsuccess.com, I'll be sure to personally send you that report. Wow. Okay. A, yeah, a, this is being important. recorded, you know. I mean, th- you can't really get I out know. of this stuff very easily. I hope you know what I, you're I really doing. can't. <laughs> I do. So um, what else do we have as far as – let me look at the steps. Um, Okay, well, I'm sure everybody has family drama, work drama, part-time job drama that's getting in the way in their entrepreneur drama. Uh, Scripting for Success um, helps you take a look at where the drama is. And you know how we talked about complaining in the really beginning of this conversation about how both of us hate complainers, but it gives us great ideas for products? (laughs) Yes, and then we complained Um, about it for a minute. (laughs) <laughs> yeah, we did. We did. Um, that's basically, you know, what we do is we say, okay, how can we turn this complaint into more leveraged resources? Um, and sometimes people mistake the work I do as therapy because I'm a good listener, and sometimes I let people walk all over me and let them finish their rants and their and their grievances and stuff. But what I love most is to shut them up about whatever drama they're going through and as quickly as possible get them to focus on what they would be doing if they weren't going through this nightmare. And then I anchor it in with um, success scripts, maybe just one, maybe a paragraph of the, the resources that they already have at their fingertips that could propel them out of this drama. Not trying to fix anything because that's the big disclaimer in my work is I don't fix anything. I just help people focus on what's working and what already feels good. And out of that, we create the vision and the script. Nice. So what level of what level of detail does this go into? Is there an example that you've worked with somebody kind of taking us through a, a, a little bit more detail of sure, what their scripting looks like? Sure, I can give you a couple like? client case studies. I'll, I'll pick one of my first clients in scripting over a decade ago, and we're still really good friends. We met at a friend's Kentucky Derby party, and she runs a uh, a nationally recognized nonprofit that grants wishes for seniors. 
And um, so she's been married and divorced and has a, a, a kid that is long since been out of college and has gotten married and stuff like that. But shortly after um, her daughter um, graduated with um, a degree in illustration and art, fine art and everything, she was still mooching off as her mom because she hadn't found a job yet. And at the same time, she had a really resourceful boyfriend, <laughs> but he was um, not able to pay the alimony support that was due every month. And she took it upon herself to pay that so her boyfriend wouldn't end up in jail. So I said, okay, we got, this has got to stop. You're, you're, first of all, you're thinking that your family and your loved ones are incapable of solving their own problems or um, manning or woman up, woman, what's the word, womaning up to their own situations. Sure. Um, yeah, so basically we need to write you a script on how you love your family, but you see that they're empowered to take care of their own shit. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Yeah. So, so we wrote like one sentence that when she read it, she felt really good reading it out loud, and I could just feel goosebumps all over my body, and so she, could she. And I don't remember the specific script, but it was something to the effect that loving, compassionate mother um, loves and respects um, the path, the independent path that her loved ones are on, or something to that effect. And um, nice. so we bas- basically focused on, okay, well, what are you trying to fix? Well, that's not working. <laughs> Okay, Um, what are you resisting? Well, you're resisting that they'll get hurt if you don't pick up their mess, right? So we're not going to put that in the script. Anything that you're trying to change or fix, we're going to skip way over that and just see them as whole individuals, uh, autonomous adults that that have the resources to take care of themselves. So the very next weekly phone call... um, my client, she said, you won't believe it, Ruth. And I'm like, well, try me. She said, well, my daughter just got a uh, project with Pixar, and everybody knows they were the ones that created half of the modern-day Disney movies, right? Mm-hmm. <laughs> and and the um, boyfriend, the fiancé, or the boyfriend, his ex-wife got engaged, and within a few short months, he would no longer have to pay alimony. So that was that was pretty good scripting, I would say. And a lot of my wow. work is so subtle that people are like, well, that would have happened. Well, no, it wouldn't have. You would have continued that pattern of enabling for months, if not years. Ah, but um, this is where we get those people back. This is where we get them back and say, oh, yes, that wouldn't have happened, then prove it. Because they always want us to prove it, and this is your chance yeah. at that moment to say, you know what? Prove it wouldn't have happened that way. Prove it. And they can't. Right. And then you get victory. And victory's nice. <laughs> victory is so sweet. Yes. <laughs> the whole quantum physics thing where they look at two particles, and one looks like a wave, and one looks like a dot, and one's coming to Earth in one direction, one's coming to dirt. Earth in the other direction. We have infinite possibilities of where to put our focus. And we have infinite possibilities of what's going to play out in our life. There's over a trillion ways you can hold the angle of your arm and 
stare back at yourself in the mirror when you brush your teeth. So why not script your best case scenario that you know in that moment is going to serve you well? And so that's where we have this tool called our mental awareness and our emotional awareness to guide us to know this is what we want. And we have the power of communication to um, help us focus these things in our life. Now, I want to give some sort of, uh, what do you call it, um, don't do this sort of list, because a lot of people say when they script or when they start out scripting or even doing affirmations, they say what they don't want in their story and mm-hmm. they say what's not working. And they also put steps in the way. They think they have to plan everything out of how they're going to meet that that um, that. Um, venture capitalist with the billion uh, dollar hedge fund track record, you know, with those kind of resources. If you're going to like sit there without knowing anyone with those resources and try to plan it out, you drive yourself crazy because, oh, I have to go to a chamber of commerce event and then I have to like help where people I'm looking for a, where the billionaires <laughs> hang out. And then I'm going to have to sell them on this idea and they're going to fall in love with me. And it's like, no, there's so much more elegant ways to, um, to do this. And it's keeping the end result in mind and then building your whole coaching program or your whole, um, your whole accountability system around that. Yeah. Yeah. That's a, that's a bad thing. But a lot, but I mean, I fall prey to that. I, 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 I look down at my hand, and it's writing out steps steps. all the time. Yeah, yeah. yeah I'm and like, I'm wait a minute, stop it, hand. It. I, <laughs> I'm, saying, I'm not saying don't do it ever. I'm just saying don't lead with that, because that's just going to slow yeah. down the, the, the energy around um, connecting with the right people and the right opportunities. And um, this whole thing called Google Alert that lets you know in your email um, whether those keywords match your marketing campaign. That's another example of describing how scripting for success works. Um, basically, it operates like a Google alert because if you've already r- written it down and you're listening to a conversation and somebody's saying almost verbatim what you had just written in your script hours or you know days earlier, you're going to start paying attention to what those people are saying and see if they're a fit with what you just pre-planned before that business meeting or that joint venture meeting or whatever you're planning next. We were doing something last night. Uh, my wife and I were working on something that um, is also tied to what something that Gina and I are working on. Uh, it, it, with the DU, it's called the Thrival Challenge. And then uh, – and we were discussing it last night. I was talking to not the Thrival Challenge, but a bigger, like more all-encompassing unifying theory of the universe and everything. <laughs> really wow. neat stuff. Just a little light but, dinner I mean, for, conversation. It, it, <laughs> just you know, just before dessert. And we were talking. I mean, Thrive is a key thing. So it's like Thrive yeah. Global okay. Challenge is the name. And and so I mean, you know, if you would have did a keyword density test on our conversation, Thrive would have been 89% <laughs> of the words that we said over the course of the evening. 
And somebody we follow who sends out quotes all the time um, from her talks, from their talks, uh, Abraham, I'm sure you know, Esther Hicks. Yeah, sure, and, Abraham uh, Hicks. If you are subscribed to her quotes, anybody who is, open your email today and read the quote that she sent you because it's very interesting. The keyword density mm. of thrive in her little quote today was very, very, very high. And we can't, we couldn't yeah. remember the last time she sends them out every day. The last time in months or years that we ever really saw the word thrive focused mm. upon as hard as it was today in her quote. The day after mm. we were talking about, wow, this could be really cool. This could be a really big thing. This could be, but I'm not sure. I ended the day yesterday with, I'm not sure. Today I open my email and see a message that's talking directly to me, and it is unmistakable that she <laughs> sent it out to Jack Humphrey. You all are subscribed <laughs> to her list, so you got it too, but that was for me, and I exactly. recognize that. That's that intuition thing that I was talking about earlier that you were talking mm -hmm. about earlier that made me go off on that whole tirade because a lot of people, I think, would look at that and go, well, that's a neat little coincidence. And they would get on with their lives. To me, that's a giant rabbit waving a giant flag with sparklers in its ears. And, I mean, just something so hard trying to get your attention to say, yeah, what you were working on last night is a good idea. And you left, yes. left off not being too sure about it, but I want to I reinforce the fact that what you were talking about is a good idea. Keep working on that. That's really cool. And I want to give a shout to Abraham Hicks because clearly I – started listening to them before I form, formulated the scripting for success business. Um, and there's an activity um, called the placement ex exercise that they do um, that I repurposed and relabeled. And it was responsible for helping the, um, the billionaire venture capitalist to like bug one of my JV partners to uh, call him back because he was a big fan of, of the work. <laughs> that um, my partner was doing and the exercise um, I can briefly describe it but if you do a mm -hmm. Google search and scripting for success you can download um, the report uh, basically it's it's one of the simplest things you'll ever do and you'll be kicking yourself um, basically on one side you write your name and all the activities that you will do that you enjoy doing or you're good at back to that conversation of what you're good at. Right. And then on the other side, you put my CEO, my CEO, cause it's delegate to my CEO or divine power or God or, uh, the big cheese in the sky or whatever connection you have with the energy that's bigger than you. And <laughs> that's, that's uh, the, your CEO side, your silent partner that gives you more than 10 times whatever you, you, you put out there. So if you don't know how to get in touch with certain people, if you don't know how to fulfill your mission, if you don't know the steps involved to certain things, if you don't know how to make up with your cousin Larry, whatever is plaguing your productivity or your focus, you put on your delegate to the CEO side. <clears throat> and I'll tell you, Things happen like almost three or four times faster on your CEO side than your daily to-do list. So I recommend everyone just, if you're 
one of those high-tech people, put it on a spreadsheet. If you're a low-tech person, take a piece of paper, put your name on the top, put your CEO's name on the top, and draw a line in the middle. Write your activities down and write what you're going to delegate to um, that you have no clue of how to um, move through. But, you know, it would drain your energy or or implode your mind if you <laughs> try to figure out how to get that work done. Put that on your CEO side. And I would love um, under this interview because it's got um, places for comments and stuff for you to report back on how some of these exercises are serving you, especially the delegate to your CEO side. Awesome. That's a really good – that's actually really good. You're coming up with some good ones today. So I want to recap you. really quickly, just just while people are listening here, mention again um, the thing that you were talking about earlier uh, where people could do their scripting and everything else. You had this big free thing that yeah. I, I, I – Salted yeah. with you and said you shouldn't do that. One more time, where yeah. does everybody find that particular thing? Well, it's on my landing page at scriptingforsuccess.com. And it's, okay, uh, easy to find. Yeah, it's an opt-in. And if you can't get it awesome. today, just um, write Ruth at scriptingforsuccess.com. And that's all words, no letters or numbers. It's all letters, no numbers. And then Ruth is going to write a script today for how uh, her credit cards are going to be protected and safe for the rest of her life. Oh, they're they're fine. It's they're never fine. Never going to happen again. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. No, actually, I think some good things came out of it because it made me reevaluate some of my automatic subscriptions to see if I want to <laughs> continue to do them. So there's there's a blessing in every. Yeah. How how much is that cloud. a big deal in this? And the stuff that you work with people. It's so funny how we got on this because it's completely unscripted here. Uh, but it might lead, it just always leads usually to a, a really cool uh, conversation. How much is it that people should be paying attention to the things that they might just go straight to Facebook and complain about to their friends? Like that. If you, you, sh- you found a ray of light in the horrible thing that you have to go through and get a new card. It's just a pain in the butt. I mean, it's like you get your purse or wallet stolen, replacing all the junk that's in there. It's all your most vital stuff. You have to go to the DMV. And then the whole time you're thinking, I would just strangle that person who stole my – I mean, why couldn't they just leave my – leave my? uh, you can have all the cash, just leave my license so I don't have to go to the DMV. Exactly. Son of a – What were you thinking? but but – Take but my phone, but don't take my ID. People to, yeah, take it out. I don't care about the, all that. You can have the debt that goes on that credit card, too, if you'd like it. Sure. But, but how, how important is it for people to be paying attention to those that being assigned instead of just – because you do it naturally at this point, right? And, and some people yeah, don't. I mean, some people that you work with don't do that naturally. And, yeah, everyone's while I get snagged, and I'm like – my husband says, uh, what are you scripting? And I'm like, oh, shoot, who sent you? You're not helping right now. I want to bitch and complain. <laughs> so <laughs> it's great when you have people around you, like in a mastermind that, that we run or uh, even a significant other that's taking some of this training with you um, to be on the same page and see you in the highest light. And that's one of the things I wrote down uh, in response to the Forbes um, article, Trading Versus Coaching and uh, consulting where scripting really helps people 
um, hold other people in the best light and not focus on, you know, what's not working in a relationship. It's kind of like when you first fall in love with someone, you overlook all their annoying habits mm-hmm. <laughs> and, and even hygiene or, or their, their Until inability it's too to late. come back <laughs> to work, go to work on time or whatever it is. But um, with this, with different things that come up in our lives that you're like, why the heck did that get stolen? Or why was that person a jerk to me? Uh, it really gets you to look at, well, what have I been complaining about? or whatever I've been saying over and over, like thrive. And it's almost like a placeholder and a um, signpost that tells you, okay, this is, I was not on target with my communication with myself and others. So let's, let's try this again. <laughs> so yeah. Pretty important. And, and it, it kind of goes with the energy thing you talked about earlier, right? I mean, it never goes away. It just takes a different form, but it's always energy. It cannot be destroyed. And so energy took place when you, when your card moved through the universe away from you and somewhere else. That's energy. Now full your card full disclosure, it was yeah. Full disclosure, it wasn't yeah. stolen from my wallet. It was just uh, uh, some unsecure website or, or something like that. So right, okay. I still so, had the so card, it, but I had to cancel it. Right. So, but there was still an energy transfer. There was still an energy that Absolutely. went from one place to another, and it always has something to tell you, I think. It's all, right. it's, it's, I think it's also a lot easier to do than like tea leaves, which I never really understood. Or <laughs> other ways that people try to make really complicated things um, or really easy things complicated, you know. And I'm always trying to get to the root of everything. I think there should be a grand unifying theory for every single issue there is in the world. There, there should hmm. be. Einstein believed it to the day he died. He didn't get to his his physics version of it, but there, you know, people are still working on that, and so people find it worthy. Very, very intelligent people find it a worthy pursuit to continue to look for those kinds of things, and you can look for that not just in physics or quantum physics or whatever. You can look for that everywhere. There's a spiritual unifying theory of everything. Yeah. If you look through all of the spiritual practices and all the wisdom traditions in the world since the beginning of humankind, there are very strong threads of commonality throughout them all. And you can say, well, I don't like that religion because it does this or says this or whatever. But the very right. basis of all religions, uh, it has goodness at its core. And, of course, people are going to be human. You know, we're not Vulcans. Mm-hmm. We don't, <laughs> we're not right. literalists. And we, we tend to, as a species, you know, ebb and flow in our silliness. And our, right. you know, our, yeah. our, our ability to tell people what things mean when we don't really even know what they mean and we can't <laughs> prove any of it or say, you know, I mean, you know, those, they're not feeling it. Why are you talking to me? Get away from me. Yeah. You know, all that kind of stuff. We have the ability to do that. But at the core of all of these things are goodness. And, and it's, there's a lot of other things at the core of all of these traditions, the wisdom and the spirituality and the, and the religions and everything else. There's a ton and my wife is just wanting to write a book on that, except it's just probably going to be the biggest book in the history of mankind because it's not a or small a thing if you're trying to describe the of, universe. Yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it's going to be great, exactly. and that's why the book's not done yet. <laughs> <laughs> well, I love what, where you're going with that, and I'm, I'm, I'm applauding you know, someone that's been to over 15 countries, and some of them are Arab, and some of them are Muslim, and some of them are 
uh, predominantly Jewish. Um, we went to um, Israel and Jordan a couple of years ago, and we went to India uh, recently in the last couple months. Someone that loves talking to people and hearing people's stories and getting a totally different um, insight into different cultures that I thought from our American media was bad and evil. I thought, wow, these people have a good a good point the way they organize their lives. And um, with all of that, even if you're, you know, um, just trying to meet the right people in your life or stay more positive during your day, I think the work that scripting for success does for people amplifies whatever you're into. And I was thinking of something while you are sharing your wisdom about a kid's book that I read over 20 years ago um, when I was beginning my life into adulthood and I was uh, volunteering for two and a half months uh, living in a tent working at a holistic learning center for people that had a bunch of um, good things to say. There was this book that I read in someone's apartment where it was this um, caterpillar was trying to compete with a bunch of worms in the world. Um, and he was trying to climb to the top of the worm pile and compete for food and sunlight and and everything like that. And then he got the idea, well, I can't climb to the top of this nasty pile of competition and, uh, and you know, very basic uh, competition. So I'm just going to go off and spin myself a cocoon. And lo and behold, this was not a worm. It was a butterfly that had its own destiny and its own path. Nice. So I kind of use that as... Like climb when you can fly. Yeah, why climb when you can go inward, take some time to go from caterpillar mode to jelly, nebulous, chaotic form to a solid form again with wings. Uh, that sounds like a pretty pretty good metaphor to me. <laughs> yeah. Well, I, I, you know, I love the stuff that um, uh, Robert Lanza does. I've mentioned biocentrism a few times on the show, especially recently because of all of you uh, folks coming on as if we had a plan to talk about mindset leverage and talk about universe and everything. I mean, you would think we're running a theme for – it's not it's not on purpose, it's just you guys are the ones who are coming to us. And last week we had somebody who does what you do through music. And I she swears that. up and down that the really very best interview. way Yeah, she swears up and down by by sound healing and entrainment and binaural beats and music as as you know, the universal uh, fixer of things and you can't argue with her. It is brilliant, it's wonderful. And we talked about the, what she does versus what um, people do with uh, – we talked about last week journaling. We didn't have the language to say scripting until today. But, <laughs> but, uh, and, and those two things are different. I'm not saying that what you're you – because know, who knows what people – I've seen my mom's journals um, after she died. I found she was oh. famous for starting one or two pages and then buying another journal. And the rest of the oh, thing my. would just be empty. And <laughs> so I found all these un, unfinished things and all of that stuff. So that's my that was my introduction to journaling. I'm like, well, this sucks. I'm not going to do that because <laughs> we had to go through all of those books, and there's just books and books and books, and she'd just keep a a couple few pages usually. It's got, some of them got written most of the way through, but I never found one that was all the way through. And 
And but I mean, it's just it's just what you do with it. It's just the the mode that you're in. And I think one of the things about Lanza is he he just he's a neuroscientist. He's the number one in the whole world uh, neuroscientist. Every you can look him up. He's gotten prizes and cover of every single important magazine, all that stuff. And he talks about, as a neuroscientist, everything in the world happens in the back of your brain, the visual cortex part of everything. That filing cabinet in your office is not black. And, it's not, and his argument is it's not even there. It's in your mind yeah. is where it is. There is black no is not even a thing. Black <laughs> is the absence of the ability to reflect light. What, and we're ascribing thingship to it. We're giving it the, uh, the title of a thing when it is not a thing at all. Black is the absence. Cold is the absence of heat. It can't be a thing. It's not cold. It isn't cold. It's hmm. technically the absence of heat. It's not a thing in itself. It's just a something that's missing. And it's and I conceptual. Hate to and Mr. Jack, but oh, we are at that time. Thirty All seconds. All right, give out your URL one more time. One more time, Ruth, so everybody can get their goodies. All right. Scripting for success. F O R success. Dot com, and you'll see it on the landing page. And if you want to contact me directly, it's Ruth at scriptingforsuccess.com. Good and this job. Been quite Wait, thank you conversation. so much. We always go down the rabbit hole when we talk, don't we, Jack? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> well, that, that was a great conversation. Thank you so much, Ruth Ann. Great job, both of you. We will be back next week, same time, same place, for another episode of Leverage Masters. Have a great week, everybody. Tune in next week for another episode of Leverage Masters. Okay, and don't forget to follow us on Facebook on our Leverage Blackbook page to keep up with the latest. We'll see you next time on Leverage Masters.